Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And today we're gathered around the table to talk about something, Luann, that I struggle with. And this is interesting to me that I struggle with this because I'm a huge extrovert. But I was hoping today we could talk about hospitality because you are wonderful at it. I've been to your house many times. I've been to many gatherings that you've hosted at your house. And anyone who is in your house feels at home, feels um, welcomed, and feels like you are prepared for them to be there. Now, you might not always be prepared for them to be there, but uh, you have a gift of hospitality that makes us feel that way. So I wanted to talk today about hospitality and how to make it easier easier for those of us that kind of wig out <laughs> at the prospect of hosting a party or <laughs> so um, and I want to tell you I, I want to tell you a, about a friend of mine that has really sort of inspired me I've known her for a long long time um, we've never met in person we've just been on long online friends for a long long time and her name is Christian Schill and Kristen uh uh, did something several years ago. She uh, was in a neighborhood. She didn't really know her neighbors, and that might be the case for a lot of people around the table here, where we might know one or two people that live on our street, but we don't know many of them. Um, and Kristen had a heart for missions, and she always thought that maybe God would send her overseas to work on a mission field, but he didn't. Here, here's what happened with, with Kristen. She, um, she and a friend we needed to host some sort of a get together. And I don't remember the details if this was something for their church, but some sort of little backyard picnic. And so Kristen said that she would host it, but she didn't have anywhere for people to sit and eat outside. So she ordered a picnic table, just a wooden picnic table from Lowe's, and they delivered it to her her backyard. She had the party, and when it was over, she's looking at this picnic table, and she just felt like God just you know, like, oh, <laughs> one of those moments. And she's like, I need to take this picnic table, put it in the front yard under a tree by the street near the sidewalk. So that's what she did. She painted it turquoise because that was her favorite color. She put it in the front yard. And then each morning that the rain wasn't falling, she would go and sit. She'd have her quiet time out there. She'd take her laptop. She would um, color and journal out there. She would take her phone and cups of coffee. Um, and as people walked by or jogged by or pushed their kids by in strollers, they would stop and they would meet and they would talk. Within three hours, she had met some neighbors she had never met. And now that, that picnic table is like a gathering place for her entire um, neighborhood. They come, they sit, they show up with coffee. They now bring food and stuff to her at the table. Um, and I just think that's so neat. And I just love her her easygoing vision for hospitality. So, and what I might love most about her story is, hmm, if I just stick a picnic table out in the front yard, then I don't even have to get my house ready. That might take away some of my, uh, my freak out over <laughs> having some sort of a get together. That is what a lot of women freak out about. They're worried about their dust bunnies that collect and, and no matter how many times you dust, they're still there. 
or your stack of dishes that you forgot to put away. You know, all those things can keep us from that. But, you know, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, we were trying to encourage the folks that came to Encouragement Cafe events to be more proactive with hospitality. And so we came up with a way for them to do that. We made up little signs that were little table tents, and it just said, need encouragement? Question mark. And we encouraged the girls to take them with them whenever they went to a coffee shop to meet a friend, whenever they went to a cafe. And a lot of women told us, oh my goodness, that sparked a lot of conversation because women felt like, wait a minute, do you need encouragement or hey, I need encouragement. And so they got both sides of that. Women that would pop over and say, hey, I've got something encouraging to share with you. Or, hey, I don't know what this sign is all about, but I sure could use a listening ear. And, you know, that didn't take any effort on anybody's part other than pulling out the little sign that said, need encouragement. And I always encouraged women to do that with a friend that what... What I really hoped would happen is that they would offer to just simply listen and pray. Because I think so many women don't want to, they don't want to share because they're afraid they're going to be judged immediately. And so when we offer a, uh, a, so when we offer hospitality, we really need to have no agenda. Number one, I think that too often we we feel like we have to have everything planned out. And God says simply to just be loving. That's it. Be loving and inviting. And when we do that, he does the rest. A lot of times people don't understand the importance of hospitality. They they just think, well, that's not in my wheelhouse. I'm just going to let somebody else do that. And I think a couple of things happen when we just put it on someone else to do. First of all, God has called each one of us to do that. And we may be missing opportunities to develop lifelong relationships with people when we don't do that. And I think, too, we're not only hurting the people that would like to have a friend, but we're missing a huge blessing Because every single time we open our home, when everybody leaves, my husband looks at me and says, I'm so glad we did that. I'm so glad we did that. That reminds me of of something very similar that my friend Christian with with the turquoise table has said. She has said she's not really the type of person who... Um, left her own, her own devices, is a great listener or is super present to the moment. Um, she's busy and she's thinking about the next thing, and, and I can relate to that. But she said, um, you know, sitting at this table and just waiting for an opportunity to connect and having someone sit down across from her and begin to talk, you know, about their day or their life or whatever has made her a better listener. She's learned to Mm -hmm. listen and to be more present. And she's present, very present when she's at that table. And then, you know, when she gets up from the table, that that lesson in listening and presence kind of carries forward, which, you know, I'm sure is a blessing to her family and and the other people in her life. So um, I I like that. You know, it takes some pressure off the hostess if your job is not to 
wow everybody with the cleanest house and the m most delicious home cooked meal and the greatest decorations. But if your your goal is just simply to listen to your guests and 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 make them feel heard and and prayed for, that's that's doable, right? Absolutely. And it sounds like Kristen really practices Hebrews thirteen two, where it says. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. I mean, it's one thing to invite friends into your house, but it's another thing to sit and and wait for a total stranger to stop and say, hey, <laughs> I'd like to sit down and chat with you for a minute. And she's done that. And what God has done through her obedience is to grow her listening skills. How beautiful is that? Everybody wins, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, I, I can wig out over having friends and family over. You know, I don't know that I have ever thrown a dinner party for strangers. Um, but I know that there are scripture that encourages us to do exactly that, right? Absolutely. I mean, that Hebrew scripture is one for sure. But, you know, here's another thing that I'm not sure a lot of the girls around the table with us today are even aware of. But I read a research recently that said, that hospitality is one of the soft skills that employers are looking for. Because they said you can have all the knowledge and the know-how to do a job, but if you don't know how to be hospitable to your coworkers and clients and offer hospitality, then they may not offer you the job. So it's something that we can really glean and learn from for many reasons. That's fascinating. I have never really thought of hospitality on the job. Um, I guess that's maybe akin to great customer service or uh, being a team player. You know, the ability to, I guess, to listen uh, to your customers or your coworkers and um, put others first and be kind. That's interesting. Hospitality as a, a workplace um, trait. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just one of the side benefits of learning how to do that. And I believe with all my heart that we're teaching those around us how to do that. So, you know, you have a daughter. I have daughters. We have friends. Uh, I, I've had Andrea who says, you know, you're a mentor to me to teach me how to be uh, a loving person and someone that is growing in my faith. Well, if we take that seriously, then they need to see how we step out of our comfort zone and and we do those loving, inviting things so that they can see, hey, I think I could do that too. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I think we we look at social media and we think that we have to have a Pinterest perfect party if we're going to host anything at our house. And that's simply not the truth. And I tell people when they come to my house, if you're here to look at my house, you need to just keep on going because my house is not why I open it up. I open it up to just share life with you. Well, I have your next door neighbor, Katie. She's been a longtime friend of mine. We were friends before I moved next door. Katie is one of those people um, that does the inviting and does the hosting. And she has a saying similar to what you're talking about. Katie's saying is, come as you are to the house as it is. I love it. 
We need to put that on a sign. Yes. <laughs> One of the things that I think is important to do when we're talking about easy hospitality, how can we make hospitality easier so that more women will jump in and do it? And I'm going to suggest that we come up with some easy ideas like, what about if you had lemonade and laughter? You'd just, you'd make a pitcher of lemonade and you invite women to come and tell funny stories about their life. Now, Rachel, you and I know that I have a group of friends that actually does that. Yes, and I wish I lived close enough to join that group. I would be at that meeting in a heartbeat. That sounds like so much fun. It is, and there's always a few ladies who have the most outrageous stories. And it's funny because just talking to them, you would think they were very normal. And then you hear you hear some of their stories and you crack up. But here's the thing. When this group started, we said, look, a lot of these women are are worker bees at church. You know, they're constantly serving and volunteering to help with funeral meals or taking meals to the sick or helping with the teen groups. They're always working behind the scenes. So they said, look, we're going to set up this laughing group. And the bottom line is nothing could be redeeming about it. We are not coming to do a service project. We're not coming to sing Kumbaya and do devotions. We're only coming to hang out together and laugh. That's beautiful. And that cracks me up that, that, yeah, there is a personality type that you have to tell them, we're not doing anything (laughs) redeeming here. You're only allowed to have fun. And as you know, our sweet Mary Kay, who is our prayer warrior queen, is in that group. And we have to pull her uh, back quite often and say, no, 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 we're not making cards for the sick this month. No, we just want to laugh. We can do that later. This is specific. Nobody, nobody there's going to ask her to say the blessing over the lemonade, right? Because be, you'd be 20 minutes into a prayer meeting if we let her bless the lemonade. Exactly. <laughs> She's so awesome. She is awesome. And there is a time and a place for that. And I'm not saying you shouldn't gather with friends to do those things. Absolutely. But sometimes I think that a lot of folks feel intimidated if it's too formal So I'm suggesting let's come up with some informal ways to gather people. Now, I know friends that get together and quilt. A friend of mine, Lisa, her and her girlfriends, they bring their sewing machines and they all gather around and they quilt and they laugh and they spend a few hours together and they're doing something they love to do. Nothing nothing formal or frou-frou about it. It's just a fun time to gather with girlfriends. Another thing one of my friends does is they do a garden exchange. They're very into their flowers and their gardening. So they'll get together and bring little peat moss dishes of starts from plants that they've had in their own yards. And they all just do little exchanges. They, ooh, I want one of those. Well, I want one of those. And they, they just sit and have a cup of coffee and you know, maybe a cookie, and they sit there and exchange their garden things. So I love what you're suggesting is to have um, some sort of simple purpose for the meeting 
uh, whether it's just to laugh or to quilt or to, to trade flower bulbs. Um, but beyond that, not worrying about making a big production. And it sounds like these meetings probably don't take place during meal times. Like you can throw a party that doesn't involve food or a meal. Right. That's kind of a, a, wow, I never thought of that. I could have one and two in the afternoon and not need to feed anybody. Exactly. <laughs> and I'll tell you another one. Uh, some of the young moms, my daughter and some of her young friends, they get together and they prepare they, they say, okay, let's all get together, bring our crock pots, and they all prepare crock pot meals. And then they put one in the crock pot while they're together so that it will be done by the time they're ready to go and feed their families. But they've also prepared other meals together while they're sitting there cutting up veggies and laughing and talking together. Mm, that's a That's like a bonus right? right is you throw a you throw a party and you come away with dinner for your family and dinner for other nights of the week that's like a really pay it forward kind of party there are so many ways Rachel that we can get hospitality to not feel so scary you know mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just immediately freeze up and they say no 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 I can't possibly sure you can and, and 1 Peter 4, 9 says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Okay, we got to talk about this one. Because mm -hmm. Peter knew that we were women. And we do grumble. And, and I loved my mama to pieces. But when she invited somebody over, oh my word. It was miserable for days and hours before because she kind of turned into some some other thing you know it was like where did my sweet mom go because all of a sudden she's barking orders to all of us and and it, it just turned into this why did I ever do this and I remember feeling like wow I I'm I'm happy that our friends are coming over but mom seems to be all worked up over it mm -hmm. and that leaves a mark as a kid but it also it takes the joy out of the moment when you are together yes well that's yeah that's the person who freaks out over the idea of, of hosting something right that's the like um you've heard of a bridezilla i think of that as a, a hostesszilla <laughs> <laughs> exactly where and and i really do think that stems from uh in a good way, that stems from wanting to give your guests the best possible experience. You know, to, you love your guests and you want them to have a great, great time. Um, but what happens is that morphs over into perfectionism, which, yes, turns you into a, a hostzilla where, you know, you're so stressed about everything. I have a, a friend who uh, years ago said that, um, when they were newlyweds and they were getting ready to host a get-together, he came home from work on this Friday and there was a to-do list for him to do to help get ready for the party. She'd been getting ready all day. And one of the things on the to-do list, now he came home from work at 5 p.m. and they're having guests for dinner. I don't know exactly what time, but one of the things on the to-do list for him was to pressure wash the house. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> which, of course, <laughs> would take hours to do. <laughs> and the house would probably still be dripping wet when people arrived. And there were other things on his list. And just, it, you know, that just, he was just like, pressure wash the entire house. Um, <laughs> is anybody even going to notice what, you know, they they get out of the car and they walk to the door. But, uh, right. but that's probably something I would have done as a newlywed. I would probably put pressure wash the house. And your mom would probably put pressure wash the house on the to-do list an hour before the party. Um, And that's where we just have to learn to let go of our perfectionism. Because here's the thing, Luann, it isn't serving us, it isn't serving our families, and it isn't serving our guests. Nobody, Mm-mm. nobody wins. No matter how spit shined the bathroom gets, or no matter how you know mold and dirt free the siding of the house is, that doesn't really serve your guests. Particularly if you're sending yourself or your family, you know, into a tizzy trying to get ready for this get together. You know, I think my mom's biggest thing was she was in, extremely insecure. She never felt like she measured up to anyone else. And I know that when she put herself out there to invite someone over, she was so afraid that it was going to prove her worst fears, that someone was going to make a remark about her home or what she had done or what she failed to do. And, and that most times would paralyze her. And If we're honest, I bet a bunch of women sitting around this table right now would say, yep, that's me. I don't want to put myself out there in fear of not being enough and not doing it right. Can I just breathe some some truth into your life and your heart right now? God says that you are enough. And all he's looking for is people to be obedient. And if he has done what with you what he did to Kristen, he's like, I know you don't want people in your house. Maybe you can put a picnic table in your front yard. I know maybe you just want to invite somebody to have coffee. And then as you develop those skills of being with people and understanding that being a good listener and offering to pray for people is like a magnet. And soon people will want to come to your house and they won't care about the beds being made or dust on your furniture. They just want to be with someone who likes to be with Jesus. That's very freeing. And, and I, I concur, you know, put on some soft music because it relaxes people, dim the lights and they won't notice the dust and just concentrate on connecting with your guests and, um, and love them. And gosh, who doesn't, who, who's going to complain about anything when they left the house of someone who has loved them well? Well, there you go, girls. It's your, your big old to-do for the week. Let's, let's start loving people and inviting them into our world. Maybe you can do lemonade and laughter, maybe a garden exchange, maybe crockpot conversations, or just invite them in in whatever way feels right to you. Hey, may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week, and I hope you've found a way to have easy hospitality.
Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online, when you get a chance to sit down and breathe, at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week, where we fill you up one cup at a time. Thank you so much for joining Encouragement Cafe today, and we encourage you to stop by encouragementcafe.com, and there you can find a way to give a gift of any amount and receive one of our coloring book devotionals. We hope that it encourages you on your daily walk. We'll see you back here next week.